in here, boys and girls. Ah. What is good? What is poppin'? What is crackin' lackin' everybody? My name is Big C. My name is Nice Doke. And my name is Dan. Welcome to episode 72 of Bad Habits of Podcast. If y'all can't tell, we're gonna make a round of applause. The young, young bucks back in the building. Back in the building. It's the return. It's the return. It's the return. There you go, mate. Good, you know, good. Back back from my sabbatical. When was the last one? The last one I did was... uh, That was when I was in Prince Edward County? Yes, yes. Fuck, that was like yeah, early September. Ages ago. Fuck, you know. Yeah, so about two months. Well, I'm Fuck back. Fuck, you Back and I'm better, you know. I had my little sabbatical. Found myself. You want to give... <laughs> and now I'm here. I'm walkabout. Mm-hmm. You want to give, uh, you wanna give a, uh, a nice... Just a... Doesn't have to be lengthy, but just like a, oh, like what a recap of what's, what's been crashed. Oh. Which news? Just let people know uh, where you've been at. I went to England. It was great. Saw family, friends. First time I went back in over a year. A year and like four months. It was great, amazing. Saw everyone. When I came back, uh, they were doing the Relentless Unpacked. And, uh, yes. So I, because I wasn't directly involved with everything, we, I took a, you know, took a little step back from that. And then let these guys do their thing. And now we're basically here. Back we're in business. Back here, back, here, back to regular scheduled programming. You know? Pleasure to have you back, bro. Thank you. It's nice, you know. It's amazing. We held it down. It was a little, because we're so used to having the third like voice here it was mm-hmm. kind of throwing it back to because when you did 10 episodes just brad and i i think you came in episode oh, 10 yes. wasn't it? oh yeah i actually came pretty i've been in there quite a pretty bit. early you've basically yeah. been the whole thing give or take Shit. a couple things here and there you realize so like it was uh you know we, we we did it we held it down we did the um the slang most but we did one best. each an aussie one each oh my god and most of the time we forgot until the very end of the episode <laughs> and then we quickly slide it in we just oh sneak it in like terrific sneaker it was very hard but it was we got it done mate so you'd be proud okay. yeah we tried tried to hold it down uh sometimes we came up with the the, the aussie the, the funny articles and stuff and you know, we, we held it down the best we could because some of, we realized some of these things that we do are, are just need three people to I do it. You know I what I mean? I so, you know, we held it down. Um, so, do, you, yeah. do you want to do a quick slang thing now? I think we should. I think we should sure. do the slang thing because that's how okay. we've been setting them off. And uh, do you, whoever wants to uh, start. I, I can give you an example. Okay. Um, the word is murked. Murked. I guess yes. we all know what that is. Love it. Everyone knows what murked is? Yeah. Oh, like, same over here. Gerkst. I guess, but then it, in <laughs> I, you can um, use it in that term, but then oh, hang on, what does it mean? You can you can use it in that sense, but then you can also use it as in like I absolutely destroyed you, like I'm significantly better than you, for example. Yeah, we use it like that. Oh, same sort of thing. Easy. So on that Easy. note, then, so murked from the UK, meaning that I'm going to go with the Toronto slang and go gerkst. because I think it's Ooh. just fucking hilarious as opposed to one. the Aussie slang. This that time. is amazing. I love Gerkst. Gerkst is like Merc, but specifically about like, nice. yeah, I think stabbing I think or stab- like, like shot. It's definitely shot. like a stabbing yeah, like or a shot. bash. It's yeah, or a bash punch. Or stab. Exactly. Oh, so so you got thing. like a Gerkst him. I don't that's think my, you can, yeah. that's your understanding, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you, Scarborough things. Is it only a violent act? Like there's no I think other. So. I've only oh, heard it in that term. Unless you say it in context, then it can be softened, but I think it's genuinely. Uh, of violence and then, aggression, sort of thing. If you if you were to play, I don't know, you play FIFA against someone, you absolutely beat them ten 0 You can say you gurks them. So of course, 
Oh. Yeah, I guess so. So it's like a flogging almost uh, at the same time if you lose it in a sport context. I kind of like feel flogging. like that's a bit of a um, stretch, a bit of a stretch of the use of the word. But <laughs> you are right to say that that's how you use it. But it might not be the technical. But the, right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's cool. The other I mean, thing, though, Australians bend all kinds of shit. We make things work. You know how it goes. See, you know, it's like vibes. The other thing was, uh, does it mean like teethed? Because you can be like, yo, I gurks that from Walmart, or doesn't? doesn't no, because you'd say teeth, or you'd say you racked it. Oh well, we would say you racked it. That's a good. That's what I'm. Mm. I'll come back to that. Racked it. Oh, do you want to use that for you? I'm done. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, because I had something else lined up. I only use rack. Rack as in steel. Like I racked it from Kmart. <laughs> Interesting. I rack shit. I, I rack shit from Fuck rack shit. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought it was like rack. <laughs> For that some reason. Because you take the whole rack, I guess. Like you take, is it take, because you take the whole rack or because you like steal shit and steal make from racks? from a rack. Oh, make steal it from a rack. I would guess you take it from a rack and then they've a used that word as a verb. Yeah. Yeah, there's old like, school saying. To rack. Right, like to rack something. To, rack to something. take something off the rack. Yeah, we, I in, in England like, uh, we we say sucked. Like I sucked that. I sucked from, from Sainsbury's. I sucked from Tesco. Or that's, that's kind of pause worthy. I was about to say that's really pause. Jeez, who you sucked? Yeah, wow. <laughs> if 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 I was to do like a oh my god, you should do that one next week. <laughs> if I was to do you like could a, say oh. You want to say, like, oh, I sucked your mum from the from the mall the other day. Like, <laughs> no, but you can't use it in that context. <laughs> maybe you gank, maybe you gurk, like you teeth. Oh, no, no, no. If, 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 if I was oh, to, if, if hypothetically, like allegedly, <laughs> if I was to steal something from an individual, yeah, I sucked from them. I sucked from sucked on your boy, huh? Yeah. Like <laughs> I sucked from my boy. I sucked from your boy. I sucked from my boy. Ah. Yeah, from. you see. From. from. Mm-hmm. We need a we need <laughs> We need a pause. Oh, actually, oh, no. Fucking hell, mate. We definitely need mate. a. Um... Oh, <laughs> why are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, oh so we'll do oh, sucked yeah. next week. So we have repeat. We have murked, murked. gurkst, racked, okay. and racked. I like that. Everyone uses it. I love Let's it. see if we can all use even our own ones. We should all use all of them. Spam murked in the comments. Yeah, spam oh, spam murked in the comments. Actually, That's... leave. Leave your funniest one. Leave the one that you think is the funniest or the stupidest, like murked, gurkst, or racked in the comments. I like that. That would be uh, that would be good. That would be like great. That. I like that. Beautiful. So we're going to switch up the, the format moving mm-hmm. forward. We are going to kind of maybe keep the music stuff a little bit more like a, a passing thing and mm-hmm. really going to be just getting into more convos. I think it's just really more meaningful. about meaningful convos. Yeah. So on that note, just quick, was there any good music and this could probably touch on the last few weeks, but the funny thing is one of the reasons we were just talking before that I, I, I lost interest a little bit on going too deep in the music is it was kind of nice to just not have to listen to all that shit mm-hmm. every week. And like you just said before, Dan, that it's like it's hard to really give any meaningful thought on songs you heard very briefly mm-hmm. in a packed sort of period of time. Especially when there's like 100 songs. And there's 8 trillion fucking releases mm-hmm. every week. So eight I don't trillion. Know, minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, minimum. Was there anything that y'all listened to, whether it was this weekend or in the last few weeks since we've been doing the regular apps, um, you know, that you guys fucked with or that you just want to really highlight real quick? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'll start. I'll start. Um, I checked the hip hop by the numbers team. Uh, Silk Sonic, Smoking Out the Window. I uh, the single. The single I checked out. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. This. Like, Bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, so, so sick. All the memes on Twitter, like, uh, killing it with it's that. It's so good. Like, that is, like, 
I, I, I don't know. It's just, it sounds like music before my time. Like, it was great. I saw a tweet. I was telling Tiff earlier. Someone tweeted that I'm going to tell my grandkids that Silk's, like, I'm going to play them Silk Sonic and tell my grandkids that that's what music sounded like in my day. Oh, my God. Which I was oh, like, genius. Well done, that genius. Well done, well done. Should have chose Future, but, like, that, that's good. It's good enough. <laughs> Future's um, actually accurate, though. Yeah, true. I guess true. that's the joke, is that it's they're making retro, which is actually something I mm. want to touch on today is like the impact of them making retro music in 2021. No, you're right. I, I think I it's interesting. Speaking of future. It's amazing. He released a song with a Toronto artist called Burner. Don't know who he is. He's a decent rapper. But Future had a sick verse. I listened to it. I just listened to it. It was great. Great tune. It was like a rapping Future. Yeah, it was, rapping? Yeah, yeah, it's rapping Future. It's Nave really Vegas. good. Oh, nice. Really good. They've already just done his tune. Right, 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 right. uh, I also listened today uh, Jasmine Sullivan, Rick Ross, and Twenty One Savage song "Outlaws." Cool, amazing, yeah, amazing. Like it, the exact instrumental you think Rick Ross is rapping over is what he's rapping over. Like it's hmm. so good. And he j- he knows his bag, he knows his name, and he just he just does it, and it's amazing. It's so good. Love it. So so good. Uh, another thing I listened to today was a rapper called Bando, uh, featuring no, Isaiah Rash- Rashad, called oh, Payday, cool. but it sounded like an Isaiah song the whole way through and it was great it was really good I really enjoyed yeah. it really good tune and uh, another thing it came out a couple of weeks ago but Skepta released like a, a freestyle with Fumes the Engineer he's a engineer is that what he just sent us yes I didn't yes. get ah oh, fuck because I, I went to the shower to check it That's, okay it's, so it's Skepta featuring Skepta and this producer called Fumes and Fumes. It's, it's just a freestyle and he's this is the first Skepta freestyle I've heard where he's using like bars from 2009, like stuff which I would like grown up on and like listen to. Reuse them or refer to them? Reuse them. Because that's what they do a lot in Graham. They, in, in their freestyle especially, they reuse bars and, and but on different instrumentals. Okay. And it's kind of like, it'll be like a classic. They're like, oh, that's a classic Skepta line or that's a classic Jamie line. And Skepta mm. actually used some of these lines. And I'm like, wow, I haven't heard Skepta say something like this since 2012. And like it's yeah. it's so good to listen to because Skepta has like he does a lot of um I don't know how you describe it obscure music like he's yeah. he's like leaned away from grime does the UK rap thing and like it was good to hear him actually spray like actual grime bars of sick but nice. th- those are my uh, like five things from the last little bit yes yeah okay. yeah those are those are my like favorites from the last couple weeks fuck Great. yeah you hear anything fine Nush? honestly mate I have not been paying attention because I've had a bunch on the plate. Um, I listened to the Silk Sonic album and just kind of just on it, honestly just on the, the music that vibes me up. I listened to a bunch of selection episodes. Um, nice. There's a bunch of fire in there, which I can't recall off the tippity, tippity top. But yeah, selection and uh, Silk Sonic has been the bulk of it, really. Can't Love say it. too much on that. Sorry. No, this is the whole point of this, though. You don't have to say mm-hmm. shit about but next shit, week. Man, shall have some notes yeah. in it. Hey, don't even sweat it. But then the Silk Sonic, let's talk about that as far as, um, you know, that was like an album that had been, when, when did they put the first single out? Like, it was a while ago. Uh, I was there you go. Okay. So I thought they would, or we all thought they would be dropping pretty, oh, here I guess, checking for the notes. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought they'd be dropping pretty soon after they did not. Uh, I checked today mm. and Leave the Door Open has like 665 million, million plays views. on Spotify already. Wow. No, not including the video. That's just Spotify. Not the video Apple. is stupid. Yes, the video is Project. amazing. So they ended up dropping, I think they dropped the intro. They dropped Skate and then they dropped um, Smoke Out the Window. And that was only like a, a month ago, maybe. 431 uh, million views on a video. Fuck. So they've got a billion, wow. well into the billion, and that's not including Apple or Deezer or Tidal or none of that <laughs> shit. That's just two platforms. That's honestly just ridiculous. Two. Right. Very so weird. that just shows what it is because this music, and also their album, was it nine or 10 tracks? 
I think it was 10, including an intro. It was 10. So this is what they did right. I think it's just amazing. First of all, they made retro music in the theme, in the in the sound, in the visuals, in their clothing, their, their outfits. Everything was basically sounds like it's from 1973 or It looks and sounds like brown velvet. Correct. Wow. That's a great Or velour. Name. What do you call it? Corduroy. Corduroy. Yeah, Brown Velvet is a good name. That would be a good episode. Brown right? Velvet. Oh, we should make a band called Brown Velvet. Oh, I like that. And their first album's called Poo Stains. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Sorry. No. Wow. Well, wow, going right, right into it. The big one. Hey, hey. It's, on, it's on record. I might write it down for later. I might make an album called Poo Stains. Trademark it. <clears throat> and I'll have like oh. me and all brown. It'll be like so 80s in Napoleon Dynamite. It'll be a fucking shame. Big colors. Big colors. <laughs> so, so the album was very exactly very brown in all the, <laughs> the aspects of the color palette the you know they only did an album with 10 tracks the other album i listened to in like today was summer walker i think that came out last week though oh, nice and it was cool it was just the most you know super angry bitter it was like toxic shit for women just like drake and future are toxic for men it was, so it was cool but wow. it was like super negative and they're hating everybody but i'm sure it gets people through a Goodness me. Now, the, she had 20 songs. And I just even looked at it. I was like, oh, fuck. That's hell. a lot to get through. Silk Sonic felt like, because I'd heard four, three, four, yeah. three, four, whatever it was, of the, the songs, it went, I feel like the album flew by. I was like, oh, that's it? And even That's why I can like, run oh, it again. Run it again. So that's probably why they're making that more, uh, you know, re-listenable music. But I think the interesting thing mm. about them was like, I, I think we might have touched on this when they dropped it, that they're doing each other favors as far as Anderson already has a strong fan base. He's already super big, but he's not Bruno Mars big. But he has street cred. He has, uh, you know, he has the hip-hop crowd. He has the real sort of heads. He didn't really have any huge, massive hits. Um, Come Down was probably the biggest one, and I don't know how big that was as far For as... commercial success, yeah. Yes. Bruno has had... Go Anderson's got the the writing. Uh, obviously, Bruno and him write, uh, you know, collaboratively. Collaboratively, and uh, Anderson does all the drums. Has a, a huge influence on the melodies and how everything's arranged. He does everything from start to finish for uh, the Free Nationals. Um, it it kind of kind of directs the band, but you know, he's super versed in everything else. I think it's kind of like a overall, maybe a sixty forty, Anderson to. Bruno ratio. I might be wrong on that, but like that's the way it feels because like Anderson's so well rounded as an intr- instrumentalist, as a singer songwriter, and uh, you know, it's just like incredible. When you hear certain song, I think the intro to the Silk Sonic album sounds like uh, the intro to uh, is it to the intro to Come Down or the intro to Malibu the album itself. Mm. It's like the same um, structure of the the way the drums go i could just i could literally sing the lyrics of the other joint over this so i was just like oh fucking hell so i don't, i definitely feel like anderson has a bit more in creatively than you know but it's a nice synergy and they they have some uh ridiculous outcomes from what they've done a couple of songs i'm not amazingly keen on but eight out of ten i absolutely adore so that album is like top tier shit people on twitter have been talking about like and you said earlier, like, you know, play my grandkids and tell them this is our shit. Like, it sounds like Sunday cleaning music, Sunday, you know, just flip on the couch in the sunset and the sunshine music, or like, go for, take a dog for a walk and chuck your headies on. Like, that's just proper vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to describe it. And on the flip side, then, 
so that's what like Anderson Anderson gave Bruno a screen cred and Bruno gave Anderson that pop reach and True. they both yes. bring different elements like it's cool to hear Bruno said like this bitch got me pin like all that <laughs> shit was, it's kind of funny to hear him kind in a beautiful high pitched voice to say this gangster shit that obviously Anderson wrote and obviously it's it's cool and it's 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 just like a really cool album but I'm I like this we've talked about it before about the rise of nostalgia in fashion in music in, in pop culture in remakes of movies no one's coming up with new movies anymore they're all remakes of something from the 90s or the 80s or, or sequels or or like the three calls what do you call it? Uh, exactly right exactly Trilogy. right yes <laughs> whatever three calls sounds cool i like that yeah, um, three cool, that's that's the new new yeah fuck that <laughs> that's the new new so like I just think that's an interesting thing that they've gone they've like doubled down on the retro. You know we're talking about DJ Khaled always sampling something from like a 90s. really well early two thousands. Exactly something from a very very well known song that like is kind of ridiculous and it's it's kind of like just annoying when you hear it because it's, it's like, like so it's been done, bro. What are you doing? You're not doing anything yeah. new. He's going to he's shooting too large. Whereas these guys went and created something that feels like it's from the 70s that appeals to people today because it's got this excuse me the the lyrical content golden age kind of feel to it yeah and the lyrical content is today and the visuals are all high quality but they've been made to look analog type of thing it's just such an interesting project and i wonder if it's going to inspire other people to do something like that because i feel like it's universally Mm -hmm. loved i haven't seen really any shit talk about any of the songs about the album I always felt the Bruno Mars was fronted on from a cultural perspective, at least from sort of the hip hop world um, or whatever. Bourbon, I hate that, but whatever, you know, the people who are into all that type of shit. Bruno was this pop dude because he's philo. He's not like, um, he's not, he's not black. He's not Latino or whatever who particularly run the culture. It's a different minority. It's not exactly like, yeah. Yeah. So, and he made a lot of pop music. He made some fucking brilliant songs. I love Bruno since the beginning. He's fantastic. Facts. But, yeah, it's interesting to see what Anderson's cosign, an underground, you could argue an underground dude's cosign has done mm. for this pop star and what this pop star has done to rise you know, Anderson up. And then Anderson just signed a, a joint venture deal with, I forgot who it was with, uh, Def Jam or Universal or something for Ape Shit Records is called. To get I his saw own that. And Dumbfounded was in the uh, you know, battle rapper who's hilarious. Um, they, they came up together because Anderson's half Korean and Don Fanders Korean as well. So yeah. they really bonded. They did a lot of work together back in the day. So it was cool that he put him in the video to promote the or to announce it. So I bet he'll probably be signed to it, to the label. So it looks like a lot of things are happening for, for these guys. That's just off the I mean, like, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a mutual uh, business deal and they're both the same or similar calibers and they're both elevating each other and giving us some fucking taste of the golden oldies with and like a high-res HD audio vintage sound. I like that. I like that approach. I think that's exactly what it is. A taste of the sick, old man. school, but quality and now with lyrics that are more relatable to today. 100%. The lyrics definitely have some uh, buzzwords, and kind of like relevant shit that mm. the kids need to – it's fun to listen to. And like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, in the Pixar movies, they have jokes for adults, but they're like kind of tucked in nicely. Some of these are a little obvious, but like most of them were kind of nice and, and tucked in, but – yeah, it's, it's a good vintage feel and it, it does have uh, – the the album has a nice warmth and a nice colour to it, but then it does have some like um, sharper sort of funky tracks that hit a little harder, but it's mostly smooth and silky it's, and you know, Silk Sonic is a super fitting name. I forget who they asked to 
name their group. I remember they, there's there's some person in the hip hop community that was like famous for naming groups that became fucking megastars, and I forget who it was, but he named Silk Sonic. See if you can find that. Dan yeah, there's a. Look. I forget okay. some legend that we know. I, the name escapes me. Was, it, was saw, it Thundercat or something like no, that? No, some like OG, like OG old, like you know, mm, like in hip hop. Bootsy Collins. Yeah, was it Bootsy? Yeah, Maybe it so. was Booty. Because Booty's on the album too. He's the, he's the intro. Yes, correct. Because apparently said, he's named, oh, yeah, he's named yeah. famous groups before. He said they uh, they said the band was named by Bootsy Collins after he Bang, came that's out. It. So it was Bootsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like he they asked him and he, he said he came up. I saw like a snippet from something maybe it's on Instagram and Bootsy had uh, now that I know that it's Bootsy he had three names and he left it with them because they asked for his blessing. Could you name our group? Ah, and yeah. then. He left him with three, three names, and they picked that one out of the three he put on the table. And I don't think he's mentioned the other ones either, which is man. I'd be getting some money for that. Probably, I mean, probably checking five percent on everything, or like maybe a bit more. Depends. I like that. That's dope. Did you hear any of this stuff then, Dan? Do you have any thoughts? I didn't hear the actual album, but I heard obviously the single on the Any any thoughts on the general? What I've seen from the singles, uh, the way Brad puts it, is exactly what it is. Just high res. That's uh, no strong way. Oh, shit. <laughs> I actually kidding. thought I actually got your name wrong for a second. You're like, oh my god! I was like, wait, what? Um, notion. Do he put it? It's a, it's um, as a Greg actually, mate. Sorry, Greg. Um, you look like a Greg. You do look like a Greg actually. I don't think so. Um, the way you, the way you put it was perfect. Basically, it's just a modern version of old school, like golden times classic music, but like a HD 4K. You play version to your grandma, it. but yeah. like, you have to explain a few words. True, but then if you show her the video, she'll be like, she'll probably say, oh, I've seen this before. I saw this uh, 20 years ago. You know? 40 years ago. 40 years ago, sorry. 50 years ago. Actually, you're right, because 71 is 50 years ago. Fucking hell. <coughs> Men's do quick maths in it, like, you know. Quick maths, it's fucking old, mate. Mm. Um, speaking of that, it's 1971. Tupac and Snoop were born in 1971. So Snoop turned 50 wow. this year. And, um, and Tupac would have been 50. Speaking of Snoop, then, to do a little bit of uh, a segue... I was, I've been listening to the Snoop episode of Joe Rogan. It came out, I think, yesterday or the day before. Yo, looking this, I can't wait to see that shit. That's on my list of things to watch. Have any of you, know, you know, I haven't checked it. that? Oh, I saw a snippet, but I want to watch the whole thing, so I just like, blocked it out from yeah. my life because I want to like do the whole thing in one second. I won't uh, spoil anything. Snoop is fucking hilarious. So like, he does some shit that you have to watch it. Like You can't just listen to this one. You have to watch it. That's yeah. And it's what I did think. It's really cool to see him talk. It's interesting because Joe said, normally Joe, like I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. I love his open conversations. He's raw. He says how he feels. Um, He said that the people who he fucked with, like he loved as a kid, that's who make him nervous. And Snoop is one of those people. Oh, wow. uh, The problem, I think, with that is that maybe he is too nervous and the conversation isn't as fluid as his other interviews. If if he is nervous. If he, huh. that, that was my guess. Is if he doesn't look nervous and they're smoking cigars, smoking weed, drinking liquor or whatever, like they really like, you know, yeah, get into it. it. Um, but I feel like there was a lot of like missed opportunities for great questions. Like Snoop brought up that on Doggy Style, he um, freestyled the Shiznit, which I didn't know, but I knew he freestyled G's and Hustlers. Mm. So like, I'd, uh, like, I'd love to know why the fuck did you freestyle two songs on the album? And they were pretty like, when you think back and you listen to the lyrics and he does all those crutches that freestyle have where it's like he's just spelling words. his yeah, name yeah. and stuff like that. 
and they're nowhere near as lyrically thought out as these other songs on the album project, but they're still pretty solid because I could not freestyle a 16-bar verse and make it on point. I don't know if you fixed it, if it was like one take or whatever, but um, yeah, just like a few little opportunities because Joe isn't like a hip-hop fan like that. So and Snoop doesn't get to, you don't get conversations with Snoop sitting down for three and a half hours or whatever it is. Dude, so long. long. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like two-thirds of the way through it maybe. I'm just like plugging away. And uh, it's great though. It's really entertaining and it's cool to see Snoop Getty's flower. Like Joe is just like showing so much love and it's great. And they're talking a little bit about like, you know, Park and Big and blah, blah. And they keep talking about the East Coast, West Coast stuff. Like it's a big deal. I don't know. It's a bit, um, bit. Uh, yeah, see, on just YouTube, like, I can't find the whole thing. Like, I can't find the whole thing in one go. You have to watch it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You watch it on Spotify. You watch mm-hmm. so I watch so it on my. Correct. I used to watch it on YouTube on the powerful JRE. They took it up. They took it down. They took. They don't put up full episodes anymore. So basically, here I noticed that. Okay, I'm fucking up. Then. All right. So when you're watching on Spotify, it actually brings the video up. Oh, perfect. All right, that's where I'm going. There you go. Two and a half hours in. I still got an hour and sixteen to go. So it's almost four hours. Fucking hell. So it's it's pretty um it's pretty dope. So that would be definitely uh, worth checking out. The other thing, whilst I'm thinking of Snoop, sorry to keep bouncing around and just jump yeah, in and, and, and come do, do Snoop mentions on the thing, he's working with Def Jam now. I didn't actually see what he's doing, but I think it's mm-hmm. like an executive role of, of some description. And he signed yeah. Benny the Butcher to his first main major deal on Def Jam. Like this exactly. It's like an A&R, but like an executive A&R because looking after artists and that's the first person who decided to sign. I saw a tiny-ass clip on... Instagram, I guess, okay. um, of him saying that because he's like, you know, he's like the most fierce motherfucker out there with the pen right now and he's on everything and he's consistent as shit. That's why I signed him. That's a good move. Yeah, man. Love hearing that. And, uh, you know, Benny deserves it. Benny waited. I know that, you know, Westside and, um, and Conway. Conway, they got the deal with, who was that with? Shady. Yeah, yeah. Shady, they signed the shady deal, yeah. and Benny didn't, and I don't know why. I can't remember. There's well, interviews. Yeah. About I thought it. all of Griselda signed. So That's what everyone records. was saying. But Benny was the one who didn't sign. So this was his first one, and it's like it's it's actually better if you think about it. If they signed to shady two years ago, or so mm-hmm. Benny's like price gone up. So now yeah, Benny's sure. got to get a much more equitable deal, just like Russ did when Russ signed a deal with Capital. Russ had already blown up off what they want, and I think losing control and a few other joints. And he was in such a strong position, it was like a 50-50 partnership as opposed to the artist taking 10, 20% or whatever it was. And all the leverage. And then the, exactly right. And then the deal finished, and then Russ now makes a million plus a month just off his streams. Streams. And he's releasing a new song a week. It's the most incredible position to be in. Uh, It's it's the most enviable thing in music, I think. And now Benny signed this. I probably only signed, you should only do like one one album through the major, see how it Mm. goes. And that'll get his stock up again because you're leveraging their machine, their their promo, their radio reach, all the things that he couldn't do before. Now the interesting thing is, are they going to let him be him and do those, you know, Alchemist beats with fucking no drums and all the weird shit that they do, or are they going to make him do more? Not let's say popular. That's not even a really good word, but you know, more more accessible mainstream music. Don't know. Sort of Def Jam would give him creative freedom. Yeah, particularly if Snoop's in charge. Yeah, sure. If Snoop's watching over it, you know. Sure, um, right. Which is interesting. So I thought that was cool. The other interesting podcast that I saw recently were the two episodes of Drink Chats with Kanye or Ye. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone watch that? that. I actually haven't seen it. 
I actually haven't seen it. I really wanted to watch it. But okay. I just we won't spoil too much then. It's yeah. worth just chuck it on in the background. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 100%. It was probably the first episode was a couple hours and the second was like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, he was super chill. It was nice to hear. And it, was good, yeah. it was nice because he hadn't said shit for six months, a month. Mm-hmm. Sorry, six months to a year. Like um, before Dundee, he was wearing the masks. And doing all the releases and not talking to the press and doing nothing. So it was the first time he'd even, we were like, oh, does Kanye even know that this is happening? And he knew mm-hmm. everything that was going on. And that was pretty cool to see. Okay. Um, the interesting shit that you probably all have seen, even if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. was like he shat on a few of his close mm-hmm. uh, collaborators. He said, Soldier Boy. Shockingly. Soldier Boy. Some big names. Yes. Mm-hmm. He said Soldier Boy's verse was trash, which I think he kind of already said off, um, I think it was on remote. Um, and he took that off. Mm-hmm. He said signing Big Sean was the worst mm-hmm. thing he ever did, but he didn't really explain why, though, right? Why? Exactly. Yeah, it's just like a cheap shot in the dark. It's like not really backed up. Yes. Speaking of that, he said that Big Sean, no, not Big Sean, Quali, he never liked how Quali rapped, even though he produced. Oh, why would you say that? That's I, I was like, <gasps> I had yeah. my hands in the air, like, are you serious, Kyle? It seemed like he was. Like, because there's a bunch of tracks, sorry man, on, on like the Consequence tracks, like Kanye Consequence, early mixtape shit, there's a bunch of songs where he raps like Quali and has particular flows with that, you know, certain sort of cadence, whatever. You know, like whack, whack and, dudes, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That song, yeah. That, that's very similar. That's that's a good example, actually. It's probably the, the, the most obvious one. Yeah, um, it's a great song. There's a couple other ones around that, that mixtape era when Kanye was doing his, you know, a uh, little movie-esque sort of sample beat shit, motherfuckers. Like, that was that was crazy. So that was, like, really off-putting. He's a fucking – he's a weird cunt when he was saying that shit. Also, um, the – I guess, you know, he's he's been on so many – not it's just big tracks with him. Like, why would you say that? Yeah, that's that, – that's really good question. There's posse, posse tracks and, like, a cut, something like that. They've been on together, like, uh, they both on two words? Was that most? Uh, no, it was most, but they did the remix for yeah. Get By with um, oh, the, was Jay a, oh, and Busta. That, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, they've done enough tracks together. Why would you say that? It's such a, like, it's a cunty thing to do. It's like, yeah. it did, did, didn't sit well. So, definitely the arms up for that shit. Yeah, that was that was pretty strange. Quali shot back and wrote a whole bunch of stuff and shared a bunch of photos from the last couple months when he'd been with Kanye like three times and everything was cool and he'd hung out with him and Don C and a bunch of other people and stuff. Um, so it was Noriega was was putting drinks in his face and making him smoke. Well, not making him that smoke, was the other really thing. Correct. Encouraging him. Nori's like a sloppy host, bro. We've talked about this before. Talked about it before. But yeah. this one was EFN's the MVP. Definitely. Uh, of course, and he drinks craft beer too, so he's definitely the OG. Got to big up, big up. So uh, yeah, Nori was a bit sloppy, and he kind of was like had kind of cock in his mouth the whole time. It was definitely uh, a different approach from Nori, and I wasn't uh, here for it. Yeah, it was um, it wasn't optimal. Kwali said that when he waited. Kanye came to his house to pick up eighty eight keys and to go eat, the and producer. he invited yes, the producer. And he invited Kuali. Uh, and then he was telling him, he's like, man, I have a big drinking problem. My butler brings me Grey Goose in the morning when I wake up and I'm trying to chill out. But then oh he was God. pounding shots uh, and going pretty nuts on Drink Champs as well and smoking. Um, 
which was a little strange. And then the other one that he dissed was uh, John Legend because he didn't vote for him in the presidential thing. Oh. Which and was, yeah, because he said, oh, uh, that's against him, which is not exactly true. It was a bit of an exaggeration. I guess his butt hurt, but I get it because he's, you know, his buddies, like, yeah, that's just some fucked up shit. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a little strange with, with the way that sort of he approached it, but at the same token, I'm a, ah, fuck, man, I can't help it. I'm a Kanye stan. I know he's like, you have to give him the leeway for who he is because he's not going to be anything but who he is. So mm-hmm. you've got to kind of think of it like, okay, well, He's, he's, you know, he is has a mental illness. He has bipolar, and, and he could say some fucking wild ass shit and whatever and else all of that. Raps. But it was just cool to hear him talk about stuff. He wasn't as like absurdly like I am a god. I'm what he didn't do any of that stuff really. So I felt like yeah. he was in like a pretty good place. Which is like I can deal with that because it's Kanye. Because to me, he's it's like there's nothing he. There's it nothing wasn't crazy. It wasn't off the rails. No, 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 no. Like he addressed that. You said in a text to me, like, oh, he felt lucid and like connected with a certain points when he when he was on his shit when he had his points, right? His cards aligned, everything was fine. Yeah, but he said some some funny shit, but he was mostly good. And I agree, that's a good mm. point. And he was talking about how he didn't have, he doesn't have a house anymore. Um, his yeah, house, his house is, is his purse. And yeah. he's like, you know, yeah, that was really funny. Which is cool. Which I guess he could just go to any hotel, any ever. Mm. He's worth nine billion dollars. I mean, it has yeah. to have nine well, billion. He was talking. He was speaking to the point like he's made relationships in every city that he goes to because of his touring and because of his business and all the bullshit. And he's just like, I can go anywhere because I go everywhere all the time and I've built these relationships over time. But also, people recognize this motherfucker, and you know, he's got beds everywhere. He's got businesses, and he doesn't have to bring clothes or drawers anywhere. And he said he went to Balenciaga. Everybody's just saying, yeah, yeah. he went. He went there just for, to get some drawers. And then into some undies, mate. Uh, we should do undies. undies. Undies is an Aussie slang, mate. Fucking undies, Dax. Right? That's a good one. Undies as in underwear. Like, yeah. Not under the proper place. Thank you. No, we don't like smugglers and shit. Oh, you don't call them undies? That's weird. No, because undies are your underpants. So you would never yeah. call an undercover cop an undie. That's pretty funny. We call wow. Them an undercover. Wow. That's what we say, that's <laughs> that's what we say in England. We call them undies. <laughs> Me like, it makes sense. It's kind of ridiculous, but it makes sense. <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, that's fuck. <coughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's piss funny. I enjoy that. I love that. Um, <laughs> that's another way to diss the cops. It's like they call them undies because like they just they support your balls and your asshole in it. Like exactly that. They bunch of cunts. Hilarious. So that was the Kanye shit, anyway. Um, what else we want to fucking talk about here, Dan? I know we've been like going through a bunch of our stuff. Yes. Um, do you have any shit? I know you had uh, a couple other different things you want to to chat yes, about and come yes. back to these lists here. Uh, yeah, we can go. Uh, we can stick to uh, the topic of Kanye. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking now. I'll grab the, a drink. Back in a sec. Yeah, mate. All right, all right, all right. Do your thing. Does he need to hear this? He does, but it's fine. We can, he can come back. He can come back. But now the CLB and Donda have had time to marinate. Both in the mainstream now. Mm-hmm. What? Which album's better? And why? Done it. Hands down. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's just a. Um, we have to tell a nurse to mute his. Oh my god! What's he doing? Yeah. It's fucking throwing. Oh, it's because he's making girl. a gin. He was drinking a gin oh. as opposed to he has a beer. If he has a beer, he just has the cans. Then he just cracks them. So he's because he's making, making a gin. He has to get the ice out okay. and pour it. Get the can. I was rummaging through his ice. Would have sounded like <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to be honest, I always forget there's one really bad podcast I had with mm-hmm. BAS where I felt it's probably here. Oh, no, I've seen it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. I remember. I remember. And I, I was... I think Dad was on it. Like, Dad no, was watching. I was watching. I was watching. I was watching. Yeah, I, was yeah. Watching. Yeah. I still have it. In other places. Yeah. Like, ah! Yeah. And, but I still... Like I was annoyed at the I kept spilling beer on myself, and I did it like twice. And I, I, I keep forgetting that I could mute it. And I was walking back through the kitchen. We have obviously tiled floors in the kitchen, and I had the towel from like mopping up. And I was annoyed, and I was wearing socks that I guess were a little wet because I'd stepped in the in the beer that spilled. And instead of just like gently throwing the the little washcloth I was doing, I threw it really hard at the sink. But as I was continuing, I didn't stop, throw it. I did it as I was walking to go and get changed because I was covered in beer. And I fell full force with the, my under my uh, underarm on the corner of like, I have a wine fridge in the kitchen and my underarm, like at my full body weight, at full force went and smacked it. And then I just fell right on the floor and hit my arm, knee, hip all on the floor. And I was just completely winded and put aside. I had like yellow bruises and shit. And the whole thing was like cut up. Like I couldn't really put my arm down, and this was like just before the summer. Was it winter? Mm-hmm. Can't remember. It was either way. When you got shows? Yeah, we're yeah. just talking about because like you when you go when you in Montreal. Yeah, when I got when I got beat up. Um, you should mute your audio when you go do the ice because it just sounded like boom, 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 boom. Like it just sounds so much noise. I'm so sorry. It's okay. And I was explaining that I didn't mute my shit and I fucked myself up, and then you hear me screaming. So I was just telling that story because it's kind of funny. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I need, and I was telling Dan because you had gin. He he wasn't here when we started talking. So because you got gin, you got to get the ice out. You got to get the thing out. And you're picking something up. Whereas beer, you just have them next to you. And you're like, crap, four, oh. two yeah, seconds. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, I've It's okay. You're forgiven. So Dan, can you want to react? Because I, I, I deflected a bit and told that story because I was okay. waiting for you to come back. So I wouldn't answer the question without you here as well. You know what I'm that? Oh, that's, that's, that's genius. Pro hosting right genius, there. Done Genius. this a few times. You know? um, so now CLB and Donda have had time to marinate in the mainstream. Everyone's listened to it. We can actually give actual opinions on it. Yes. Which album is better and why? So I was saying no, unless you want to go first, but I, I think Donda is the better album. Um, I agree. Um, I had to listen to them both again, but like I thought Donda was more impactful for me. I love like, you know, there's a bit more energy and shut. There's obviously like a bunch of bangers on the on the CLB, but yeah, yeah. I just don't know because the CLB needed time to grow on me. It was when I first heard it, it was like meh, like it's not nothing I ain't heard before. But then now I've listened to both now multiple times. How many times do you think you've listened to? And this is an interesting question because growers. Yeah. Like Frank Ocean's channels uh, Orange yeah. was a grower. I mm-hmm. fucking hated that album at first, and now mm-hmm. I can absolutely really? recognize it, dude. I detested it. And it was now, it's got to be top 10 R&B, soul, yeah, yeah. soul albums of all time. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm all for growers. Like, I probably listened to Drake maybe, like, between Tiff and I, like, five times maybe. Mm-hmm. We put it on. And there's not many albums that I give that much of a try. If it wasn't for Drake, like, you don't, artists don't get that, get that chance. Mm-hmm. Right? We're only going to give Drake a bunch of tries because he's Drake. But if, like, my album doesn't hit and people don't like it off the rip, then they're not going to come back and listen to it again. You're just not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. So Drake is very fortunate. He's one of very few people who people will continue to listen mm-hmm. to see how it goes. So with that said, how many listens did it take you to start? To it, think, it took me more, more like, than five, more, well, more than that. Because then, what I see is Donna has better individual songs. Okay. I think Off the Grid is it, it would be one of the best songs of CLB. So yeah, would Praise fire. God. So would Keep My Spirit Alive. Jonah. 
Jonah. But then I think as a project, mm-hmm. as a whole, as a whole, because I don't think Donda has a better lineup than these songs back to back. So a run, a, a run, multi-track, a multi-track run, where it's fa- Fair Trade with Travis Scott, Way Too Sexy with Future and Young Thug, TSU, In Too Deep with Future, Pipe Down, and yeah. all of them songs back to back, back to back, back to back. Donda doesn't have songs back to back, a run like that on, on, on Kanye's album, Donda, sorry. Because it has good individuals. Uh, I'd say from Off The Grid to Jonah, great, great four, four tracks there. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I can skip a few. Before probably listen to Junior. Oh, one song I really love now, the Lauren Hill sample, the Believe What I Say. That's, That's one cool. of my favourite songs in this album. 24. So crazy. good. So good. But then, yeah, I feel like th- there's more things I'll skip on this album than I would on... There's Drake's. too much feel. I will agree that there's this so is so much feel on yeah. album. True. How long is Drake's album? Does it say Significantly less. Yeah, it will. Uh, this is 20, it's like 27 songs or something on Donda. An hour is, and 26 minutes. This is hour 48. So it's only 22 minutes longer, actually. Oh. When you think about that, they're both way too fucking long. Yes. I understand why they're doing it to get, to get billboards, to get streams. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an interesting point. Um, you know, even if you could, man, I'd have to listen to it because I don't remember all the songs because <laughs> I wish it was 12 songs. Yeah, and then I'd remember all of them, but I don't remember twenty-seven fucking songs. There's just not. I just don't think there's a run in Kanye's an album where. So that is important enough to you to make. Yes, yes, yeah. Because I feel like all these songs are debatably. It could anyone could tell me one of these songs are the best, like Puppy's Home, Fair Trade. You can tell me they are the best song on CLB, and I would find it hard to disagree. Into Deep is my favorite song. But then if someone told me, no, No Friends in the Industry is my favorite, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. Like, hmm. that's not wild to me. But then I feel like there's less filler in this one. And I feel like back to back to back, there's a much better run than on Donda, which I also really love. Hmm. But then I feel like there's individual songs in Donda, Praise they- God, Hurricane, Off the Grid, yeah. which are, would be almost every song on CLB. Or could be the best song if it was on CLB. Hmm. That is where I stand. I think that's a really good criticism, though. I think that's a really good way to look at it as far as mm-hmm. like... It's it's the the, the the accumulation of these songs altogether yes, that's actually exactly. impa- more impactful than those individual mm-hmm. joints. Mm-hmm. Also, both of them, yeah, they're much too clunky and they have so much filler. There's so mm-hmm. many songs you could cut off both. Yes. You can probably make them both a solid 12, 10 to 12 oh, songs. Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, I guess it depends because if you think about Drake's stuff, this album, okay, think of it like this. To me, and this is why I think it's better, I was talking to Tiff about this the other day. She was playing Madonna's song Frozen. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling her, Brad, I don't know if you, no, she don't if you remember this. Do you remember the 90s party where we wore the flannel? Absolutely. Of course you would. No, we were on Bickies, something we called yes. Bickies. Uh, we were on MDMA that night and you and the other boys and Theory and Mike went out for a smoke or something and me and Tommy stayed inside. Um, they, the DJ played Secret by Madonna. And me oh, and Tommy it. lost our fucking shit. Like, I don't yeah, even remember that song. We just kept talking about it for the rest of the night. Correct. It was fire. Yeah. Because the bass line, it was like, who the fuck Magical. listens to Madonna? Like, I, we, don't, we are not her demo. We do not listen to Madonna. We were children She's at her peak. example for beats, but, like, it's not we, we generally, generally listen to. Correct. So, the... What was my fucking whole point about this? I kind of lost my thing. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, Bicky's Sorry. The sample. Bicky's song. sample. And listening to Madonna. Now, uh, and I was like, I was talking to Tiff and I was like, well, one thing about Madonna, there's very few artists like her. You could probably argue Rihanna, you could probably argue like Kylie Minogue, 
like um, uh, there was a few other like mate like uh, fuck, who am I thinking of? I don't know if it's Lady Gaga or like you know Mariah or something like that, where they make an album that every single album they do, there's this whole new theme visually, sonically, different sounds, mm. different themes that run through that project. So if you think of Kanye, College Dropout, Soul Beats. He was the return of the chipmunk soul in, in, in that. And he's talking mm. really specifically about just his very relatable life, his cousin in jail and trying to come up and be the producer. You know, he'd already had some success at that point, but that's what that was about. Then late registration, yeah. exactly. Late registration had a much more restrained theme. It still had the soul samples, but it had more hits on it. It had, you know, um, what's the Lupe one? Touch the Sky, which was still like oh. a soul sample, but then they had a bunch of other joints, you know, the one with, um, why am I having a, Adam Levine, what's Levine. that thing? What's that song called? Jesus Christ, you know what I'm talking about. The, uh, I don't even like that song. Tomorrow today. Um, uh, no, Heard Him Say? Heard Him oh, Say, yeah. There yeah. you go. So it had those joints, right? Then you go graduation. Then it's got the futuristic, you know, the teddy bears now a cartoon. Yeah, they had the Japanese artist of that. that exactly. Uh, Was yeah, that yeah. Takashi Murakami? I think it might have been. That's, there you go. Banks, get it back. Right? And then, but then that had stronger, had these electronic sounds. He sampled Daft Punk. He had... Um, uh, futuristic. It, thank you. Neon. Great word for it. He had power. He had these rich, luxurious songs that Rick Ross came to be known for as luxury rap. Then you went on to 808s and Heartbreak. He essentially made, like T-Pain started it with Autotune. It changed Kanye. the way Autotune got used. Correct. Well, in, in a broader sense for rappers, because T-Pain could sing. He was a singer of using course. it to do some shit. Mm -hmm. But Kanye was the first guy who couldn't sing, making an album where he only sings. And but he also made instruments that. his voice too. A lot, a lot of that is, a lot of the, uh, you know, the guitar on those things, it's his voice through Autotune. Did it on... Uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yes, he well, did. A bunch. Right, exactly. So he did that, changed the game. Sparse production too, like, you know, Say You mm. Will is so brilliant in its simplicity. Then you move on to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, one of the greatest albums literally of all time. It's all just, time. it's an epic fucking uh, Jumbotron um, arena album with just incredible choruses and these really epic you know like runway and stuff with the intro with the single key and then the oh. end where he's doing the talk box thing it wasn't even auto-tune it's like a different um effect where it sort of made his voice like a guitar what you were talking about then he's you know so on. and then pablo even where he did the first time he was like replacing songs and it was a bit more um auto-tune but in a future way you know on like father stretch my hands and stuff and he bringing in designer so it's mm. a bit more new these newer artists that had a different sound to him and you could, you know, Yeezus had this industrial, electronic, almost aggressive guitar metal type of vibe. Point being, they're all so different. So Kanye's the type of dude that every album is an event in and of itself because they're all so, 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 so different. Drake has essentially made variations of the same album for most of his career, give or take. Mm. It's probably a bit of a sweeping statement that comes to shit on me for. But mm. in comparison... Kanye has made these statement pieces with every project. Art pieces. Art and Drake's pieces. making music for the stats. Drake is making uh, Instagram. To make Tootsie um, fucking slide for TikTok to get some numbers to get his whole shit to pop because the album because that adds to the you know those because <clears throat> he had that that album on sorry that song on that album that just boosted it up fucking like you know a couple of milli because it already got huge success from whatever it had before so yes check that on the on the album then all of a sudden then. That was a scorpion, right? 
Yeah. Which one? The two C slides. Oh, it was on Dark. Um, oh, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. Right. So look, obviously, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Drake fan. We've been fans of Drake since comeback season. So like, this is not taking yeah. away from him, but you no, can't no. put him in Just the like, same. It's a, he's playing a fucking a numbers game and kind it's of a different game. Art. I would say that's really what it is. Drake is going for like the hits and and, and everything, and his production sound, like the sound of CLB is so similar to Scorpion and so similar to Views and so similar to whatever the fuck was before that. Um, I feel like it doesn't have the same impact because it just feels like mm. Kanye, like it or not, he's taking risks. He's swinging for the fences. He's got now bringing the gospel. He did the Jesus album. I didn't even mention that. I forgot to even go. Like he made a gospel album for fuck's sake. And then he mm. took elements of that gospel album and then brought it back. Like, you know, with I think it's Come to Life and then Jesus Lord. And then all these songs. So there's still elements of the the God stuff in there with these beautiful, literal 100-person choirs that you does Sunday sessions Love with that shit. every time. Um, Sunday yeah. session? Is that what it's called? Sunday session. Yeah. Service. Sunday Some service. service. Um, so, or, I, I, I guess you guys see what I'm saying, right? transcends music. Is what you mean, right? And also then you got the fashion stuff. Once again, I'm a stan. I'm very biased, so I've got to admit that. But looking at just the music, at what this individual has done, because Jay-Z hasn't done what Kanye's done. Mm-hmm. Nas hasn't done what Kanye's done. There's, I, I can't think of another rapper, another MC, forget that he's a producer, just another MC, that has done done it the way he's done it because he's approached it like a pop star, like Madonna or something. I think Madonna was probably the biggest person I can think of who did that. Every album is so different. And I really mm-hmm. respect that a lot. Even though she isn't my vibe, that's what I'm thinking. So that's why CLB to me is a little bit less impressive because it's the same as the last shit, which was the same as the last shit. Mm. Listening to it made me feel like, oh, is it three years? What year is this from? Is mm. this from this year or is that the last one? Like, I don't how, know. How long ago did you make this song, kind of thing? Exactly. And we know he only started it last year, unless some of them mm. are leftovers from another time or whatever, which Maybe. can happen. Kanye kind of wrote floor things. Well, Kanye wrote Hurricane years ago. Like he has a poem handwritten. He did mate wrote it for the hook for uh, Kim, and she has it framed up and stuff. And like that was an old ass song. So he keeps bringing stuff back. So there's nothing wrong with recycling, but he still brought these older songs into this newer fucking thing. And they're about to drop a deluxe version. I saw a title tweeted it today. Oh, so I don't know when. Maybe it comes this Friday, yeah. uh, or it's coming up. Fuck Kanye. Just whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that would be my reasoning why I think it's still. A superior album because that matters to me. That approach matters the art of making an album in the way that Kanye does it, and then also being unorthodox, living in the fucking. Um, that's why he was living in the stadium because he didn't have a house. So that kind of all makes sense now. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's why you fucking stayed in the jail cell ass room in the bottom mm-hmm. of the you know, football stadium. So like, all of these things all make more sense because of that interview, and. It was just such an impeccable rollout where CLB was this disjointed thing. I don't even remember if there was a single he dropped beforehand. I think it was like uh, he no, mentioned he it, supposed to come end of last year. Yeah. Then he said January 3rd or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Then he fucked his Achilles and then he's like, nah, it's going to come later and didn't even give a date. Mm-hmm. So he had these like just kept pushing it off so yeah. after mm-hmm. hyping it up. So that I think he almost shot himself in the foot, no Tory Lanez, for, um, hey. for pushing it off the way that he did. I so I think that also affected the approach because it, it was yeah. so hyped. Look, Donda was hyped too because Kanye was yapping about that and then he kept changing his mind and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, he's an eclectic, eccentric motherfucker who's going to do that. But anyway, that's an extremely long-winded... No, uh, I get you, but it's a good segue because I actually have um, I have this thing that we can do right now. Mm-hmm. 
I have a list of four artists. Okay. I'm going to give you 10 seconds so you can actually think of your, your response. And you have to rank them one, two, three, and four in the categories I'm going to give you. Both okay. of you. Yeah? That's fine. Cool. Yes. Love it. Number one. Yes. So the artists are Jay-Z, Kanye, Drake, and Eminem. Okay. Cool. So first one, most influential. Most influential. We have 10 seconds to answer. Is that. there a, really quick, is there most influential in any specific way or just period, no, 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 period. of the culture? Period. Like of the culture. Like. Jay-Z, well, a good thing of top in the order. Jay, mm-hmm. Kanye, oh. um, Eminem, and Drake. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. And why? And I want to know why, for example, why Jay-Z would be above someone else or why Kanye would be below someone else, for example. Wow, that's a real, real tough one. Jesus. Okay, I got I got my order then. Mm-hmm. I could probably say Jay, just like Moshe, I agree. I think Jay coined a lot of uh, terminology. Mm-hmm. Got off the shoulder, 99 Problems. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of other things I know I'm definitely forgetting. Uh, the crossover between like, you know, funk and R&B and rap, he rapped over funky R&B beats. You know, Jay-Z did like things first. He was rapping over different kinds of, you know, uh, soul samples before other people. He had like a different string of uh, production or producers at his, you know, disposal. So I think he was just more rounded and had more shit to do, uh, you know. That's a good point because he came out first out of all of these dudes and mm. he was the like one who brought Kanye on. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, forget like, that. Go back to even the Dynasty it, album. Because, like, well, okay, this can't be left, yeah. which is the first. No, you're, you are correct, but there's even one album before that he was doing mm. in, in 2000 with a bunch of tracks. So you're right. You're 100% right. He was. Um, he brought those sounds out. Hmm. Who was your number two then, Nush? Oh, shit. Um, probably Kanye. I had Kanye as well. Mm, mm. Um... <clears throat> just like you know the production element is huge uh he started a resurgence of soul based boom bap and hip hop sort of like going on through every sort of circle and then it kind of evolved from there but like just like the um uh, <clears throat> just me me and the the producers that I know and you see like he uh, just open the door to so many different things to just listen to and sample from and like just open the door for uh, us to explore the soul genres and, and the subgenres of that. Mm-hmm. Blues, funk, soul, you know, rock, all the shit. And neo soul, all the different like, you know, stems. It's 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 mind blowing how many because uh, like just, you know, listening to his beats and then a, a nerd like me would go to like whosample.com and find out, a, a, you know, Ninth Wonder Alchemist. I'd be Googling Just Plays, all these motherfuckers, just to see what they're listening to and what they're sampling. And then it just, you know, uh, people that I was messing with, like, you know, Durban Poison back in Australia, like, you know, showing me, you know, all kinds of crazy records and shit. Like, that just changed the game. No one else does that shit. Mm, I, I would agree. And if that did it, if he did that to us, imagine how many other people that he affected. Oh. I remember because we were we. He's the reason we make the music that we make. He was um, exactly what you said. Him doing the soul stuff is why we um, 
make the music that we make. And he's why yeah. he's the reason why we rap how we rap, I think. I think that he gave us a way to not, you know, you can just be yourself. And he made it okay to just be yourself and not have to be hard, and not have to be hood, and not have to talk about violence, or not have to do shit. Sure, Even though there were, just to be cool. There were other rappers that were doing that, but Kanye made it, you know, like, to be honest, in like a suburban kind of way that appealed to many more people. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck, man, I can just talk about my shit. Just be me. I don't have to try and do nothing else. So I say, and then also all the things we talked about before, the, the pioneering, the the use of auto-tune and, you know, all the th- different things he did first of these epic stadium albums and change, you know, even just small things like on graduation, the glasses, the fashion. Like, you know, Jay was the one of the first moguls alongside Puff who had, you know, he, he went and got his own label and stuff and he now and he was into Rockaware in the 90s. Ownership, thank you. And, and doing things for himself. He couldn't get the deals when he did it himself. Yeah. Then he's just been doing all these other things. That's why he's a billionaire. So Kanye and, and Jay could probably almost be equal, really. But I, don't know, I guess Jay has had a solid five years plus before Kanye, maybe longer. Plus he put Kanye on. So. Plus he put Kanye on. Yeah, so you kind of have, even Kanye will probably say that. Maybe. He also says, you know, Kanye on the Drink Champs, he's like, you know, got, I can't, you know, he's the boss. He's the big, yeah, the boss. He refers to Jay as the boss. So, like, I mean, that's, that's the, you know, he's that always says gonna, it all. you know, tip the hat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. What about Big Brother? Like that song, Big Brother, is it phenomenal. Yeah, it's perfect. So, you know. What about third? Um, who was it? Eminem, Eminem or Drake? Um, I, know. I think Drake's got the longevity, but Eminem, like in the short mm. term, was <clears throat> super influential with uh, suburban white America and everywhere else in the world that has, you know, suburban white cunts. Um, just, you know, he was a reason for a huge uprise in, you know, rapid white rappers and, you know, all kinds of shit going on. So mm. um, a, a big influence there, but like as far as, I don't know. That's a t- it's that's tough, a t- man. Yeah. I would almost no, he- say that the equal, just like you could almost call that because what you said, if it wasn't for Eminem, there's, there's a whole group of people who never wanted to listen to hip hop because they didn't see themselves in yeah. their music. Mm. So I think that is worth a fucking lot because that's expanded the, the reach yeah. for everybody. Every single artist mm. benefits off what Eminem laid the groundwork for. Yeah. I mean, not all of them. Some of them Eminem stands just as an Eminem and maybe other white rappers. That's pretty whack to me. That's but fine. That's if it introduced whack, these fine. people to hip hop music... Eminem was the first white rapper I knew for years. Yes, yeah, well, so the only one. Like, well, except for like Vanilla Ice in the eighties. Oh like, yeah, but I didn't really like the actual tracks. good yeah. one that could actual yeah. good one who was like probably uh, he has to be in everyone's top five, yeah. top ten conversation. And then Drake though made it cool to sing and rap, but even though other people had done it before, he did it Definitely in a way that no one else. Him and Forty changed the sound of music, like he almost Drake made those, like the girl tracks. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And the cloud rap, like that sort of like, you know, like the beat is underwater. Like they took what Kanye did and took it in a different direction and made it more chill. Yes, put that all the things out. Yeah, yeah, right. The filter. There you go. And then Eminem was like the first one to do like funny type rap as well. But with Dirty Dozen, D12 and the man. Controversial. Controversial. Like I don't think Tyler Crater would have been as big as he was if it wasn't no like chance for people like Eminem yeah. like doing that shit there's a bunch of name dropping like I think the game is probably the king of name drop name dropping as far as like trying to get publicity from talking shit Eminem hugely borrowed that if not coined it himself um, but like rappers like that you know uh, Eminem the game uh, Ludacris even as well like people just name drop the fuck out of like huge celebrities investors business owners moguls like you know 
Yeah. That was a huge, like, I remember everybody, there was always a massive name drop in every song because, like, we wanted to get a wow factor. Like, someone would talk shit about, you know, Paris Hilton or some other fucking socialite celebrity dickhead, like, whatever, just to, just to get some, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, buzz traffic because they talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. That was a huge, like, early 2000s move, I'm pretty sure. Even Nelly said that kind of shit. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Product Placement became the uh, the big uh, whore in hip-hop or one more, like, rap specifically. Everyone's just talking about, you know, specific brands, bottles, clothes. Because they were getting paid to do it. That was, like, more of a, a thing. But, sorry, mm-hmm. random side. No, no, you're right. In there. It's a, it's a real tough one though because they mm. all four of these individuals have changed the game in different ways and in, mm. in, in, in like massive massive different ways not even like a little bit so even Rankin I mean influence is really it's hard yeah it's very hard so it's like hard. it's no yeah, disrespect it's to any yeah. of them mm-hmm. I feel like you could probably exactly if it was a different group of people it's like Drake would beat everybody at all times yeah, 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 yeah. everything no yeah. one else has been as mm-hmm. on top for mm-hmm. as long as him except for maybe Jay mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we could do. Uh, I've got another one, yeah, which keep, might keep, be easier. Unless you want to add yours, you want to. Uh, mine, mine would have probably been the same, except me. It's hard. The, the Drake and Eminem one really torn between. Really hard. Yeah, really torn between. Because I went for for a period of my life where Eminem was my favorite by far, and now I'm in the period of my life where Drake is my favorite. Yeah. By far. So it's very very difficult, and I think they both had long term influence on the way I listen to music and who I listen to as well. Mm. So it's very difficult. I don't know for myself, but the top two are definitely Jay and Kanye, in my opinion. Yeah. So I agree with you on that. Mm. Um, best lyricist between them four. My, I would say, J M. Kanye, but not recently, and then Drake. J over Eminem. Yes, I think Jay Z is. If I'm really, really, really honest, like I, he is. He, he's not even in my top five mm-hmm. because I, only because I think that's kind of boring. But he should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think I don't think anyone's a better rapper than Jay Z. I don't think anyone's ever rapped better than Jay-Z. Like, period, across the board. But he's underset. You've got to realize he's not Eminem's in your face more. Faster, louder. Jay is mm-hmm. a bit more yep. chill. Yep. And you have more to under- More controversial. I learn stuff off Reasonable Doubt almost every time I listen to him. Like, oh, that's what he says. Like, it's insane. Dude, I listened to the Black Album today. No. Even a couple of lines. Even today, dude, after listening to it so many fucking times, like, rap my tits off in the lounge room and there's still a couple of lines I was like oh shit like he's like you know I'm old as fuck now I just things just poke out a little more like it's like watching an old Simpsons episode you always grab a little something something from it like honestly Jay-Z is like the Matt Groening of rap ooh (laughs) (laughs) is that good or is that I think that's good I think that's good I feel like it would require some some Conversation as in like yeah it's weird for sure but I see what you're saying you, yeah as in like on paper if you just saw that you'd be like what but when the you fuck? yeah it doesn't make sense this maybe maybe that should be the episode now. this nose dog <laughs> had too many gins what a dickhead hey mate gin gin get you no I, I like I like what you're thinking that album I bought it on vinyl recently and was running that and I was like oh, Jesus Christ like that album Jesus for Jesus. you and me like listening to that I really remember like that was probably around the studio time for uh, Soul District so we were listening to that oh. show. And you know three, and like you know, like even just like on um, what more can I say? When he starts like just do you know, this the old when he starts sort of like just almost like talking slow. He's just explaining stuff and in in just his most incredible ways. I've just never heard anything like it. So I think technically, he done that on the story of OJ. 
Yeah. You've done that. I, I feel like he wasn't really rapping. Just talking. But for, to the beat, which is really yeah. weird. But that's what really he weird. always did. Mm. From, but I think he did it better back in the day. I'm obviously biased because that was a formative time of yeah. listening to those things. But he hasn't lost it, though. That's the thing. Mm. He's never like, oh, that was whack. Like, you might like things better, whatever. But I just think, yeah, Jay has to be. I think Eminem is like, obviously, one of the technically greatest rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. I I just think Jay Z's better. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. It's difficult. I think Eminem stopped for me in terms of lyrics, uh, being a better lyricist. I just don't know. I, just, I think he probably won't. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if you've had the same ex- exposure. I, I haven't to had Jay-Z's the same exposure to Jay Z. That's also that's also a big thing. So yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I'm not in the place to answer it. No, you, everyone very, can have their own though. I true, don't think true, true, true. Anyone's objectively right, but I don't but, think it's really. I don't think anyone can actually argue that Jay Z is not the best rapper of all time. I just don't think it's possible. I mm. think the level of difficulty that Eminem shows is a wow factor because he's a wordsmith in a way that Jay Z isn't. Because mm. Jay Z has Jay Z is more fluid and like, but he has, uh, you know, he has his you know schemes mm. within the schemes. Yeah, and. It's very liquid and fluid. I guess more flu- fluid is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eminem is more jagged and like you can you can literally like feel the cuts and, and the way that he raps is very jagged and fast. And if you listen right, you can actually count the syllables with him. Jay Z is more of a like a you can move your body with it. Eminem is more of a fucking hey going on on a rough track. But like mm. it depends. He's more of a machine gun rapper and Jay Z is more of a fluid. Um, just smoother and more of a conversational rapper and Eminem is majority more aggressive. That's the main difference, but they're both incredible wordsmiths, but they get it out differently. One's smoother than the other and it's a personal preference whether you like listening to jagged, fast, aggressive uh, wordplay or if you want something smooth and, and fluid to bounce to over the appropriate beat that kind of mimics that and that's the difference between Jay-Z and Eminem. Thank fucking well said. That was brilliant. Well fucking said. Give me, right. give, I, I, that was great. Let me give that a point. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. There we go. That's okay. What up? What up? I, and I, you know what, bro? I can't, add it, I can't add anything to that because that that is why I think people would say that Eminem is better than Jay. And that's really what it comes down to. Right up. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's a wow factor to it as well. Yeah. Because like, you know, if you're a poet, you would appreciate Jay-Z more than Eminem. Even though you'd mm-hmm. also appreciate Eminem, but it's more of a, like a... Skitty butt, boop, 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 boop. It's like it's punching it in your fucking ear hole. Yes. Where, whereas Jay Z will like you know will will wet it first and then put it in. You know it's a different, very very different. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and then if you <laughs> yes, oh man, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> no, I love it. Then if you look at Kanye and Drake, I think Kanye is a brilliant lyricist. I think he's underrated as fuck. He is my Super. personal goat. I have because of of what. He, the impact he had on me at the time that I got into it and what it did for me. I just, I, I moved by his music more than almost anything else on the planet. But I think he's an underrated rapper. And if you look at Drake, I think Drake is extremely underrated and Drake is influenced so heavily by Kanye. And so that's why you and me fucked with Drake from the beginning. Cause we like, he raps like Kanye, exactly. He raps like Kanye and Fonte. Two, my two goats are Kanye and Fonte and Drake mm-hmm. tries to rap like them. And that to me is why I think we've loved Drake from the beginning. And uh, I've always appreciated it and I think he's dope, but I think because he came after him, he'll just have to be fourth. 
I think you could argue the other top three. I don't think Kanye should be better than Jay or mm -hmm. Eminem. For me, he's my favorite, but I don't, I'm not saying he's a technically a better lyricist. He's just my goat. And I think gotcha. you have to differentiate between that. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting one. The goat conversation is such an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Do you so have variables? Did you add sort of yours too? So many. So yeah, for me, it would be, but it's difficult because obviously I ain't had the same exposure to Jay Z, but obviously I still think Eminem top, Jay Z second. Yep. And I think, I think Drake third. Have you had Kanye. the same exposure to Kanye's catalog? Though? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I have. But then that's fair. It's very difficult. There, there are bars which I which stuck to me that which Kanye said, and same with Drake. So it's this is very different. They said the big battle for first and second, the big battle for third and fourth. fourth. Yep. So not to say any of them. Fourth isn't shit. Fourth is still amazing. So particularly with that line, with that lineup. So yeah, it's still difficult. But I I I might put Drake over Kanye. I think okay. that's fair. I think um, another one. Yeah, best discography. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's. Kanye, oh, J, Drake, Eminem. Eminem's discography is way too too. Um, it's got too many weak albums in it. Yeah. Eminem. Uh, what did I say? Drake was third. Drake Kanye, J, Drake, Eminem. Drake, Eminem. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I start from the bottom, do you guys agree with that? Yes. Honestly, yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's discuss. So I think um, Eminem has. Sorry, who did I put last? Eminem, right? Eminem. So sorry. But I, I um, might swap Drake and Jay because I haven't listened to Jay's enough. everything. Okay. From Jay, so. so if you go Eminem at the bottom, then that we all agree mm -hmm. on, he just, yeah, two, the, the, like Mark, the Infinite, I, I'm sorry, Infinite, two underground, but you look at Slim Shady, you look at Marshall Mathers, uh, and then uh, Eminem show, like the, mm -hmm. that three album Ooh. run, mm -hmm. uh, almost Disgusting. untouchable in hip hop. Like one of the most untouchable uh, three album runs of all time. Then if I say Drake, I think Drake has had way too many. Uh, average albums I really do th we listened to them when we went we had the car that day yes, yes. Uh, it's a solid summer. B plus kind of thing yeah sometimes even less for me like like listening back even to less. Scorpion or Views there were some songs I did forget about my, oh okay this yes. hits yeah. alright this hits yeah. and I just think but I think there's there's been too many albums that were like clogged up with filler um, obviously like you were saying earlier Nosh about the you know He's about money and doing things for that. So I think he just fills the album with songs because they're going to get plays. So you might as well just keep the longer you can keep them listening, the better. Rather than mm -hmm. making it short and repeat listens, you just make them long and just go through the whole thing. So then we have that for Drake. I think when he hits, it's fucking A1. But I think the only album that Drake has, aside, so well, it's not even an album, mixtape is so far gone. And the best album by far would be nothing was the same. That's essentially a perfect album. Then more life would probably be the closest, next closest, I think. I think Views is up there for me. Views, so I think Views is the most underrated Drake album. So good. I'm sure probably you have to listen to it again. Yeah. But I feel, still think he's he's having, he's had too many weak spots. Oh, more time to be alive as well, sorry. Okay, yeah, I'll we'll definitely disagree yes. on that one. But, you know, or what's the other one? If you're reading this, is great If you're reading this, too. yeah, it's quite good. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Drake stuff, but that's what I feel about Drake. It's like, uh, it's, so, or if you want to argue between Kat Jay and, uh, and Drake being second or third. I'm happy with Jay being second because you guys have listened to him probably as much as, well, probably more than just Drake. We've also listened to everything from Drake, so. Yes. So, yeah. But even, even to be fair, like Jay's got some sort of you know patchy albums Magna Carta was pretty average um, Kingdom Come was pretty average um, 
I didn't like Volume One in my lifetime. Volume One uh, and and two mm. and three. That whole three album, I didn't really love. I loved a few songs on each, but I think Volume One is much better than I give it credit for. But then you started to get mainstream. That had the singles on it, didn't it? A bunch of uh, singles. Which one? Volume one? Yeah. Volume one had like Imaginary Player. It had um, Sunshine. Too. No, that was volume. You're thinking volume two. So volume two, exactly that. Hard Knock Life. Yeah, and sorry. The, um, mm. uh, the, was that the Annie? That was the Annie one. Was it Anything was on that album? I think Money Cash Hose was on that. It was that real like jiggy Jay-Z album, 98. Yeah, the uh, Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine Dupri era. Yep. So... Jay had that that was weak. And even Volume 3 had, like, um, some really great songs on there as mm. well. But, like, like that had Big Pimpin' on it, I think, as far as the big singles. Like, I forgot what it's called. The Cough Up Alone, Where I'm From, Marcy, Sonny, Nothing Nice. Oh, that it's called. Like, big that shit, tune. That's what, that shit is classic. That's a huge tune. But then he I still... I love the energy that song gives. I want to fucking just, like, fuck off kind yeah, of. That's what smash it <laughs> Nice. Um, huge and then like some then he then he started then i think the next run was dynasty black album no dynasty blueprint back out black album i think that three three album run is as good if not better than them and m3 album yeah. run. Black so album. yeah it's all perfect and then you look at uh, kanye's discography we just talked about it mm-hmm. so i don't really think i think yeezus i don't love yeezus no, but it's still fine. but it's still a fascinating piece yeah. of art that I think Kanye doesn't really have any misses. You could probably argue that Jesus is the closest to that and or that Jesus is king if you want to say like it's a weird gospel hip hop thing. Um Crazy baby. I, f- I think that's more like if, if gospel is just not your thing. Yeah. Not, not about anything to do with it being bad. Still a solid album. Yeah. Though. So I, I think I yeah, it's hard not to put Kanye first because whenever you speak about the greatest albums of all time, Kanye is up there twice. Yeah. College dropout yeah, and, and my, uh, Twisted my, Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so yeah. yeah okay so we agree on that good I had another one but I think you've already answered it uh, it's about transcendent music but we can do overrated underrated I have three albums which you can speak about okay we can do that we'll do, and then we'll, we'll uh, basically wrap it up we still have yeah. all these other topics we can just talk about next week oh yeah true actually um, yeah, things like that um, okay let's Perfect. do the overrated underrated uh, get rich or die trying 50 cent oh so underrated honestly pivotal in uh, in rap music, not hip hop. Rap. No, well, hip hop is a culture. Rap is something you do. But let's forget about it's how rap. it's it's like the external thing. And what, what do you think? How would you listen to that right now? Get yes. Richard trying right now. Okay. Yeah. I, I was gonna say it's overrated because Tiff played it recently. I don't know if you were here for that. Yeah, I was. I there. And I was like, this is so weak. Like, I was just like, the bars were cringe. I was like, really? This is nursery rhyme shit. I've never been a real f- big 50 fan, if I'm honest. And I didn't like the... I'm just a bitch. I just... I, yeah. I I had a problem with my whole life. Being, we talked about it before. Everybody shitting on me for being a rap dude. And all of a sudden, everyone's like talking about... Everyone kept calling him 50 cents as well. I don't want to hit everyone in the fucking face. It drove me crazy. And I just... That album, I just... I can't do it. It's just not for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's okay. I think it's underrated. I respect that very much. I know exactly. I felt a lot of that. I just happened to, uh, I don't know, when I would drive around by myself, I just bump Diplomats and, you know, you know Dipset, 50 Cent. Same year. Um, you know, Locks, like just, I don't know, grimy shit. Just kind of helped me. It's going to help me. I liked majority of the beats. Um, 
don't know. I, I really like that album because it helped me just like, I, I didn't listen, I didn't listen to every single song, but, uh, you know, production was crazy and the, I don't know, the lyricism was like interesting and it just kind of helped, it inspired me a bit. And it was as part of the, the mix CD that I had because I used to burn MP3 CDs, put them in the whip and then go for a, a cruise and then see what's going on. And whenever I had the, the inspiration, I'd pull over to wherever and like start writing raps where it's like a car park, get some food, chill, eat, write, write some shit. That's how I wrote like those, all the mixtapes back in the day, whether I wrote them at work on the clock, getting paid to fucking write while I was talking to dickheads or I'd actually ride around drive slow homie and then, you know, get some food eyes and have a little vibe sesh solo. But it was, uh, yeah, that's how, she, that's how she went through. It makes sense. I also think it's underrated because I feel like whenever there's a debate of over like greatest album of all time, I feel like this album's never mentioned and I think it should be mentioned personally. Yeah. But it's important it's for fair. sure. But yeah. Um, it's not amazing, amazing, but it's definitely influential. It's yeah. like nobody's done shit like this it's before. Yeah. You um, can't argue that. hundred percent important. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's a gangster uh, business, but like, you know, this particular album was like fire. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly. Next one, Drake, Take Care. Ooh. I feel like it's really Sorry. heavily rated. It's not for me either, but it's I don't like, think yeah. it's like overrated really. No. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I would say properly rated, but for this, mm. for this it'll be like slightly underrated because I don't, I don't think it's overrated. It's got some uh, actually... Little songs on there, but it's not like blowing my tits off. That was the genre changing one for Drake. Mm. <clears throat> that yes. album changed he's the face of the music. <clears throat> I don't know yeah. if he was, he's more poppy and singing than ever before, but it made it okay to do yes. that. That album made it okay. It was cool to sing and be soft. And then that is what that influenced so much. So for that yeah. alone, you're probably right. It just has to be underrated because I don't mm. know if it gets. I don't, maybe it does, but like, I don't know if it gets the process. Some people will. I, know, I think people will. <clears throat> like, think people cream over it and I, I don't really mm. see it. It's good, but like, I don't see it as his even top three, top four. I honestly haven't heard the whole thing, maybe not top like five. top to bottom, like once, and then Same, the singles. Same, not to twice. I don't even listen to that shit. I, I feel like <laughs> I see people cream over it and I'm just like, nah, it's just, I feel <clears> that, that's why I feel so very personal. I think a lot of these things is, is like what we we're all talking about. There's a lot of uh, situational things for everyone. It is, it is. Plus, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of old Drake. It was Drake mm-hmm. after he released Forever. That was like that was your that, Drake that was era. my team. Okay, Drake Forever was the first Drake song I missed. To. I was like, Yours. I think we were probably like the earlier Drake. Yeah, you were, you were, and it, and it's very different. So mm-hmm. that's fair. Okay, <clears throat> and the final I had was J Cole 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Oh, underrated. That shit is. I think it's underrated, and I feel like people always just say. Oh, the best J. Cole album is Born Sinner. But then I feel like no, they always forget about this album. That's a great <laughs> album, but I feel like they forget about how good this one was. Yeah. But this this album was perfect. Like, yeah. Zero Skips, perfect album. It's zero good. Skips. It's very important. Ridiculously dude. good. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculously good. I was good. talking to Tiff about this the other day. We went to the show, the, the, the Forest Hill Drive show in Montreal in 20. What, what year was that? 2016? 2014. 2014. Released, My yeah. God. So what I remember about it is it got delayed. There was something he had trouble at the border. So he was supposed to come to Montreal and then go back down to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't let his, um, you know, it's a traveling show. Mm-hmm. They, they made his childhood route. They had the roof of the house was a part of the stage yes, show. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't, they wouldn't let the truck over the border. So they mm-hmm. had to reschedule it. So he came back and he did the show like a reschedule like two months later or something after he finished the rest of the run. 
the whole time someone gave him like a, a Habs, like a Montreal Canadiens jersey that he wore for the whole show. And he did, and I think this was special for the Montreal show, he did the whole album top to bottom. And it was wow. the closest I've ever been to crying at a show. Like, it was the most, I felt like he's just the most relatable, nicest motherfucker. And it just made me feel like it's attainable. Like, I'm like, this guy is just a fucking dude. Just like we us. Saw, we saw him at uh, South by Southwest, you know, in him 20, and Melanie, Melanie Fiona on the panels and shit. Like we, got, yeah, yeah. we got, you know, mad close to him. We didn't go up and say peace or anything because the line was a little long. But we got uh, mad close and these dudes were like super humble and super dope. Super yes. insightful, mad respectful, like very like, wow. But even that specific, stuff. I think you're 100% there and that specific album encaptured all of that stuff more so than yeah. his other projects. Because they leave yeah. Little yeah. Bonson and have a power trip and the other joints that mm-hmm. are a bit more like it's like storytelling. Yeah, like, like he's very different individual. It's like he's more down to earth. For us, that's it. Sure. And he yeah. was talking about his life more and more life yeah. experiences. I think, mm-hmm. oh, what do you think the about this? The vulnerability is like the selling point. Correct. And the relatability. Mm-hmm. 2014 Forest yeah. Drive is the is his nothing was the same. And I think Ooh. they're similar-ish like in their vibe in maybe what but nothing was the same did for Drake and talked about more stuff. I don't know. I just feel like it's the... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, f- I feel the similar ways about the album. And you know, you think of music, you think of colors. They both kind of make me think of the same colors. Makes me think of blue. Yeah, a lot of blue. Both That's of really cool. I mean, the cover, yeah. I mean, obviously the cover on Drake guys. is blue. And I don't know if 2014... Does Forrest still have blue cover? I don't think, I think so. so. But they both well, has, has like a um, you know a bit of green, but gray and blue because he's sitting on the, roof, on the roof and there's like a bunch of the bokeh is yeah, like yeah. Is, is a blue and gray colder. It's a little bit. color, but there is a lot of green in it. Yeah, but it's right. definitely on that. That you're right, mm. dude. The way you described it. So that feels. I don't know. I, I think cool. that 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 album is is that's a mood. That, that that's that's very important. Like the cover is very important to the uh, the color of the cover is very important to the mood of the color sonically of the album do you know that, that. yes do you think then about relentless relentless makes me feel brown and orange because it's warm because it's, it's warm a, there's a lot of love there's a lot of purity there's a lot of good energy in it there's a lot of good messages there's a lot of uh soulful elements is, and and that usually is you know brown burnt orange and like wood sort of like darker colors like honestly earthy. bro a very it's earthy Hundred percent. Does that and remind you of D'Angelo, like brown sugar? Because you need to think about the cover of brown sugar. It's all white and tan and and that orangey brown with the way brown. exactly. And then even Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite, like Too Hungover, oh sounds like that. And that's a brown album to me, like Perfect. brown and orange album. Fuck, I never thought okay. about that until you started saying this it, shit. It's it's difficult. It all it all fits in. I, it, feel, like, I feel like, like it a, fits with, with certain albums, but then for example, Don, Donda. Maybe good albums have a visual and a oral connection. Yeah, maybe albums of that level. So the cover art. So let's talk like it's like the color unre- and yeah, the vibe of the cover art has as a synchronicity or a synonymous uh, vibe to the fucking the feeling the color of the audio. Yes, I one hundred percent. If you look at these two, Drake. Nothing was the same. It's very blue. It's sort of like not necessarily bright, but blue and gray maybe because it's like it's warm, but it's a little cold. of warm. It's cooler than it is warm, but it's not like you know freezing. Like it's you know distant, but it's like 
not warm and cuddly. Because he's talking about hardships. And then you like think about J. Cole, and I think it's probably pretty similar. Similar is blue, maybe a little bit of like greens or something in there. Mm-hmm. And that, that definitely shines through. And in Relentless, the cover is the fire burning the wood. The wood's got the brown in it. The fire's got the orange and, and little yellow type of shit. I feel like that was reflected. If I'm, you got this right here, College Dropout, mm-hmm. it's got the gold and the bear sitting on the wood. So mm-hmm. like I think of like a brown and like a yellow with that album too. Mm-hmm. Brown and yellow is specifically what I think of. But I wonder, like Nosha said, I wonder if it's you get if they, they, they correspond automatically or that you end up corresponding those colors because you're thinking of the cover when you listen to the album. You almost always have seen the cover before you listen, yeah. right? So you know what the artist is trying to do. And I think it's an important part of that, of the process of making an album. Forget mm. a single, obviously singles have covers too, but mm. the album cover art has to be thoughtful. Yeah, I, I agree somewhat. I think with some, for example, Duchess of Fantasy, yeah. Red, I yeah. feel like he's trying to portray a menace. Someone who's trying to be a bad person, like trying to get away with shit. You've got really nice songs, like Blame Game. But that's so toxic. That was the blame game is a really toxic song. But it's kind of like the same sort of vibe where it's like all reds and it's like he's trying to be a menace, trying to be evil, trying to be this kind of runaway too. Like when he's like, yeah, yeah, oh. exactly. Like and what's a monster as well? Yeah, I don't know. See, there you go. That's that's fantastic analysis. That's exactly what it is. Mm. Mm. So it's like I wonder if it influences beforehand. I wonder if it's good to listen to the album before you've seen the cover. And then see if the colors that the songs paint are reflected in the cover art of the album. Because it's I imagine most people don't do the cover art before the music's done. We we did it at Relentless long after yeah, it was done. Yeah. Um, or at least I've never started on cover art well, until the, at least the music had been like half finished or something. If I'm early, if I'm ahead of the game, it's been half finished and I've got the beats already know what it's kind of going to sound like. But I'm not going to be like, all right, hey, Nosh, me and you do an hour album. Let's do the cover first. Like, I don't know. We have to fucking pick the, the beats. Fuck, like, mm. How the fuck do you even know? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, even with the, the latest single I dropped, like, Place I Know, mm-hmm. it's a warm, you know, wholesome-ass song. Like, there's a photo of a sunset. It's mad warm. Feels warm. Just, make, just makes sense. Like, what the fuck? I didn't plan that. That's kind of like how, how, she, how she goes. Heavy as a head from Storms is a good one because it's got that, it's got like the dark, moody greens. Yeah. Emerald, luxury. Mm. Mm. But, but a little dark too. But a little dark as well, yeah. Because it's got the songs the dark are kind tones. of dark. Yeah, Audacity's a dark song. Uh, what else is there? But like the Crown joint. The versus, yeah. Crown, yeah. But even Crown is like, it's the, it's the other side of it. Like some of those other ones are the dark end of that green spectrum where it's going into the corners of the cover. Mm-hmm. And then songs like Crown are like that green and it's still like a, you know, a bit more like Jesus is King is blue. And this is like green that you could, it's not that much of a stretch from blue. So it's almost like gospel stuff has mm. kind of got a blue tinge to it or something. Mm. Maybe because there's a lot of that element on Heavy's The Head. Like Fraser T. Smith, the producer, is a genius. Um, that's good. This is, this is a good convo about this shit. Boys. Very interesting. Um, right up. So we're at one hour 26. We're kind of sort of at the end. This is, I knew we'd have too many uh, points. We have a bunch of shit for next week. Just a real couple last minute um, uh, things that we just have to mention because they're timely. There's been two verses announced. One notion you actually saw was November 18th. So next week, uh, Chaka Khan versus Stephanie Mills, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, should be a decent... 
versus. I don't know who Stephanie Mills is, but we'll uh, we'll figure it out. I've heard. I know the name. I just can't picture off the top of my head or what yeah, song same. she did. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, like Jamie I, Kahn's Fire. So is she. What's her big song? Also Fire too. Yeah. Actually, no. Let me go on the Apple Music. Let's yeah. Go. See if she she will have like some songs. So either way, that'd be cool. So a nice like soulful, you know, uh, legendary status like OG type of um, uh, situation. They're pulling this up here now. Uh, never knew love like this before. Oh, is that the one that Faith Evans sampled? Should I play it? Yeah, it could be. Or maybe not. Mm. Not really. I oh, do you know this song. Yeah. Do you know love like this before that song? Uh, off the top of my head, then. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Let me like skip to the actual lyrics. Where is it? Uh, I bet she's been sampled. Like, it would be always better mm. to know. Sound like a sample. Oh, I've heard this 100%. Yeah. Um, I wonder who sampled her. It'd almost be good to go like the, if she's like who sampled oh, yeah. her stuff because I'm like, oh, it's that. Sample.com. Yeah, who sampled Stephanie Mills? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if there's any particular song, but just in general, like her discography would be fucking sick. Uh, oh, go go up a bit. Does this say? Oh, it says tracks. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. There we go. Yeah. Oh, here. One hundred nineteen samples. One hundred nineteen has been registered. That's pretty good. Uh, one on nothing by DMX. Okay. Uh, Black Girl Lust by Nas. Yeah, Drive My Back. Crew by Jean Grey. <gasps> Fuck off. What's that called? Go Up? Sorry, it's one of our favorite beats of all time. Starlight. Oh my Starlight. God. Starlight. We did a song yeah, yeah. called My Crew Over. I got this, the tattoo based off that song. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my favorite song probably. And it wasn't even our beat that we ever did. Like, me, Notion, Tommy, and uh, back up from back in the day. All right. That's dope. Poppy Child by Poppy Carmen. Uh, okay, okay. Dr. Dre, go, go, go. Was the Dre one? Done? Well, oh, back up. Back up. Or oh, DJ Dice. <laughs> oh. I read it wrong. Uh, All right, so Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Getting jiggy with it, apparently. Getting jiggy with it? Oh, it's a remix. DJ oh, Scratch so remix. Okay, not the original. Uh, All right, so there's a bunch of shit. We yeah. should probably know. The point is, we don't yeah. know how we suck. That's wild. So then the next verses that they announced, I want to listen to this Starlight song after. I swear I've heard it before. Um, Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony uh, getting down on December 2nd. That's kind of crazy, eh? Apparently they had beef back in it. Oh. Yeah. I don't like Three Six at all. I'm not going to lie. Like I have no... Not a huge fan. Not a huge fan at all. I have no but... positive uh, inclinations to it. <laughs> So that's gonna be interesting. So we've got a couple of nice ones, you know, full like uh like OG um you know, OG rap type of shit, like at least from like the ni- early nineties era. And we have some real, real serious OG soul singers uh from back in the day. So I think that's pretty interesting. So versus keeping us uh keeping us packed. Um we'll touch some on some more shit next week, but we definitely want to talk about the yeah. oh today. Happy birthday to the black album. We'll be talking about it all thing. It's eighteen years Ooh. old today. It was November 4th, and we filmed this the day before it comes out. What what date is it? My friend. 14th. 14th. Is it the 14th? 14th today. Okay, so it's yeah, November 14th. Uh, and in 1990, in 2003. Is that right? 18 years? Yeah, yeah. 2003. Wow. So, God tier shit. Um, so that came out today, so we did, I guess I we talked about it. I top to bottom, and it, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, it changed my whole day. Um, just by hearing the production, just by rapping along, uh, hearing a couple of tiny little lines that I just definitely overlooked 
as yep. a youngin, and uh, it's been a while since I've run the whole shit. Uh, a couple of songs I, you know, wasn't too keen on, but it still ran through. But like, just like legendary production, legendary vibe, good connection between things like fucking that. Uh, super influential for me. Jay Z is the fucking go, and I just so happy, super happy. I you know, fucking ran that up and down. So. Love it. Good timing. Beautiful. Love that. I love that. And um, lastly, should we? I, I'm saying this sort of out loud to you guys and to the audience. So mm-hmm. I was inspired by oh. hip hop by the numbers. Yeah. Should we make like a bad habits podcast uh, playlist where the three of us can just add songs to it? I mean, you can make one on Apple Music, and we, yeah. if you're able to do a personal yeah, one, yeah, and then yeah. I, I can run the one on Spotify. And we mm-hmm. could just be like, and no, sure, no, you don't, might not have accounts with either. You could be like, yo, add this and we'll just keep them exactly the same. We could put like just maybe some stuff we talked about each week in it. And after we talk about the episode, obviously this week we'd probably put a whole bunch of all the different artists, Drake, Kanye, Eminem, mm-hmm. um, Jay. Dude, that would be so sick. And, and, love to listen to that and a mix of the new songs, maybe a couple of Silk Sonic songs we yeah, talked yeah, about, yeah. maybe the new song, the, uh, the Skepta one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every week we just leave some in and maybe we'll just, we'll let it go for like a month's worth of episodes and just take those last ones out and swap them out again. So it's always sort of True. a rotating playlist that holds like a month worth of, mm-hmm. uh, of music that we're talking about so people can hear and just put it in one spot and we give Apple and Spotify for the main two spots so if we can keep both. Yeah, yeah. that works. Oh, okay. All right, so we could work on that this uh, like the next day and get that we could get that done pretty quick. Yeah, easy. and we could just add the like a section of the note to add the songs. Boom, bam, mm-hmm. boom. All right, cool, amazing. Um, with that, that's been episode eighty-one. Uncle Dan, where can everyone find you online? Uh, I Dan Johnson on Instagram and Twitter, and I just uploaded turn HTFJXMING on Instagram. We're on eight hundred and five followers now, so. Try really? all, yeah, eight hundred five. I want to get a thousand by the end of the year, but we're trying. So. Awesome. Could do, awesome. could do. Make sure so, you follow. follow, guys, please. Uh, what about you, Notion? I did Mate, the wrong way around. Did, yeah, you did the wrong Sorry, way. Sorry, guys. Sorry, it's all good. No stress. Mans is out here at Notion Baby at on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Illnote Studios on Instagram and Facebook. IllnoteStudios.com, NotionBeats.com. Fucking give me a shout, eh? See if easy. Bloody Ripper. You can get me C-E-E-F-O-R on Twitter and Instagram. And everyone, thank you again for listening and watching. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe button. Hit the fucking notification bell. Fucking ding, cunt! So you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at The Movement Fam. The pods go live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so check it out. Usually one of us is there to answer some questions and stuff. And, uh, mate, we'll be back next week. Oh, do we should yeah, do? Dog up, yeah. What do we forget? Bobby. We should actually do a thumbnail. We should do a fucking thumbnail. That's what we should get do. me going there. Ready? There she is. All right, y'all. Fuck bitches, get money. You know what the fuck it is. Catch you next week. I'll, I'll do exactly that. Catch you. 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 Give us cannabis drinks. Cannabis drinks. For your fucking face. Oh, yeah. For your face hole. Get your chin. Get your gun. Get your gun. Get your gun. Get your gun.